BBCC episode 73, my realization of the day. In the Alien series, xenomorphs have always been referred to as the perfect organism, but I've seen today's movie Life many times, and I'm very confident in saying that Calvin would whoop a xenomorph's ass. Even the queen, come get these tentacles, bitch. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Bloody Blunt Cinema Club, a podcast very high on horror movies. I'm your boy, Devon Taylor, aka underscore Daddy Disco on Twitter and Instagram. Sitting across from me, I have my co-host, Mr. Garrett McDowell. Hello, hello. We're back. We're back with a new month, a new theme, new look on life. We had a great last month talking about women in horror, and now we're we're debuting with something new, something exciting, something very different, too. Very yeah. excited to be talking about the 1999 film Life, the Eddie Murphy, uh, <laughs> Martin Lawrence comedy. Really stoked for this one. Man, you know, that could be a horror movie. <laughs> like, for real. Like, I used to watch that movie a bunch as a kid, actually. Yeah. I, uh, Martin Lawrence was, like, my one of my first, like, favorite comedians as mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. So I would watch all of his movies, and I would watch Life, like, a bunch. I thought it was, like, hilarious. <laughs> but then now I'm looking back on I'm like... I would literally willingly sit through a movie of like two guys in prison for life for a crime they didn't commit. And I like was eating it up. And now I think about it, I'm like, that's a depressing ass movie. We might have to save it for our uh, could like almost horror conversation. Maybe it literally like like, if if we were going to like as far as like the almost horror stuff, that would be like the biggest stretch is if I took that movie and is like this is a horror movie. Uh, no, we are not talking the uh, Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy vehicle. We are talking 2017's version of life, which, again, I fucking hate one word. Movie titles. Yeah. I hate it so much. This does even, it barely even, like, makes sense for this movie. You know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big title guy. I, I think a, a good title can really make a movie uh, make a movie stand out. It's It, it can mean a lot at the box office because you just look at movie life. What, you know, what genre does it, what is it? You know, alien. Uh, I, I think that's kind of got the simplicity of the one word, but I could also see how that's not maybe some people's favorite. I love the alien to aliens. Like, that's a great I mean, if distinction. It's, but just life, it's, you know. If you're going to do one word, it has to be striking. Yeah. It has to be striking. It has to, like, be very important. Like, life is such just a whatever word. Like, it yeah. doesn't, like... This movie could, like, when you say the movie Life, it could be literally about anything. Like, yeah. nobody's going to think it's a creature feature alien movie. Could be a rom-com. It, it, it could be a rom-com. It could be a depressing comedy about prison. Um, it could be a whole, there's, there's like, so many different versions of Life. Like, I had that problem. Hey, ain't that the truth? <laughs> so many different versions of Life out here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had this problem, too. You know, um, X, you know, recently just came out. Yeah. And I hate that, like, when you search for X, it's like, x 2022 movie horror ty west to like come up with that to like find images for like that movie and it makes me so 
I think I think X probably of all the letters in the alphabet has the most play with movies because you've got X, you've got XX, you've got triple X. There's another one that is also just X. Yeah, X is X. You got X Men. Like they got a they got a whole host of movies. I mean, I guess X Files. Yeah, if you are gonna go one letter, X is definitely the way to go. X or Z for sure. X or Z for sure. Um, I I got really mad the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, because did you notice in the trailer for um? the unbearable weight of massive talent in the trailer like on the on the like when they show it it still says the full title but when yeah. they're the voiceover person just calls it massive talent what that's bizarre and i hate that because massive talent like again that could be anything it's like of course with that movie specifically yeah if you're gonna do a nick cage movie about nick cage it has to have an obnoxious title it's kind of like the the birds of prey movie when it was like the birds of prey and the emancipation of the fantabulous harley quinn Mm -hmm. and then they just change it to birds of prey but yeah uh uh, it was morbius which will be uh, brought up in the discussion today and it's also the unbearable weight of massive talent is those movies that i go to see a movie at amc and one of those movies will definitely definitely be the trailer before the movie mm. and i'm very excited for uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent so i'm like i hope this isn't one of those movies that is ruined by the trailer so i'm, I'm very excited for that but the other one was morbius which is actually unintentionally connected to the conversation that we're gonna Man. have today look at us i had this energy i had this realization <laughs> like in bed the other night at like midnight <laughs> Because I go, I go, Daniel Espinosa. I go, why does that name sound familiar? Yeah. I go, did he make something recently? I was like, does he have a movie coming up? I was like, I was like, I feel like people have been talking about this guy recently. What has he done? And yeah. then he's the director of Morbius, which the connections don't stop there. Let's get this out of the way now before we actually get into the movie. So that way we don't get like bogged yeah. down. Yeah. So, um, so yes, Daniel Espinosa is, uh, directing Morbius currently in theaters now. Yes. It's going to be the biggest movie in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for one reason or another, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but so, so yes, so he directed that. He directed this movie Life. Life was written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the writing duo behind Zombieland 1 and 2. Yep. They also co-wrote Deadpool. One yes. and two. Yes. And so so you have that. Um, so the people thought that life was going to be a Venom prequel because they had originally written a Venom script. Yeah. Like that they that they had tried to shop around. Mm-hmm. So they did that. Right. And then their buddy who they wrote Zombieland one and two for Ruben Fleischer ended up directing ended Venom. up directing Venom, which yeah. was announced the week before life came out. Yeah. Lots it was of- literally the week before, so everybody was like, oh my god, it's Life yep. of a Prequel. So now, Ruben Fleischer has now directed, has directed Venom. Uh, Reese and Wernick have written Deadpool. Yes. And now Espinosa has directed Morbius. So it's a tangling spider's web, if you will, that uh, honestly uh, doesn't amount to much. Because there's actually no connection here to uh, even to, to either to either movies. Even though Mysterio and Deadpool themselves are in the They're movie. They're both in it. And honestly, like it wouldn't be that hard um, to to if they, you know, if it was one of those movies, because you, you hear about that every so often. We're like, yeah, this was originally just was a, a script for you mm-hmm. know movie B. And then they were like, actually, why don't you turn this into? Uh, uh, an existing IP that happens a lot. A lot of times, it's kind of unfortunate that it ha- that happens, and it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. This one, 
the 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 little the little guy here, the little creature, the little man that we that we love My that boy. we're so, that we're so fond of, he doesn't have a lot of similarities here to like the symbiote because he kind of like goes inside you and eats you from the inside mm-hmm. and like grows and more when he tentacly. Eats you. And... Yeah, and the the symbiote alien is more of the symbiosis where like it it forms mm-hmm. one, so it would be a little different, but I don't think it would be impossible to uh, to make the change here. I mean, I tried to find it. Um, like them talking about the Venom script that they did more, or mm. at least if if they did take any ideas from that script and put it in this movie. Yeah. Um, I I do wonder that. Um, but I mean, it, with the the MCU trying to break everything with the the multiverse, I mean, hey, yeah, this could be could an be. alternate version of Wade Wilson who has a different name, mm-hmm. and he went into and became a, yeah. a space plumber. <laughs> which would make sense for yeah. that character and and um you know mysterio instead of going to work for tony stark there you go he became a doctor NASA. for for nasa so yeah. it's like it, 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 it could be there yeah like, and i i do love the idea and i think this also would have been pre uh far from home so the jake gyllenhaal connection i don't think would be, would have been established yet i'm pretty sure right when did far from home come out it doesn't matter 2019 okay so it was was before then but I do love the idea and I would like to see it more because I think I think it is pretty exciting. But if this was like the the split of the MCU, that would be so cool because I remember being in the theater. uh, Unbreakable is a bit more of a a deep cut than than, you know, Spider-Man, obviously. But I remember seeing split in theaters and then seeing, you know, Bruce Willis is in the news this week. Hope he's doing well. Uh, But seeing him pop up on screen and just being like. Oh my god! And then there's like two guys <laughs> in like, the theater behind me who are also like, "Oh my god!" And everybody's like, "Wait a minute, what?" You know, the, yeah. The so, surprise of that was so great. Oh like, yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it would have been genius if they did do that. Oh, like, I mean, of course, nobody at Sony's has the balls for it, but yeah. I mean, to do a backdoor prequel would have been like if at the end of the movie, like whenever someone's going up to the lifeboat, yeah, it, or to the the escape pod at the end when they're yeah. in the water, and what if that person was somebody cool. from? She- yeah that would have been cool man yeah that would have been cool oh man yeah maybe Um, one day maybe one day yeah i will say i also um i re-earthed a tweet the other day of and i didn't i didn't really think about it or realize how similar it was but i had an idea for a uh, fantastic four movie that i did like a year and a half ago i have i I take umbrage with your casting by the way i saw that tweet that you and you've said johnny storm as mgk himself machine gun kelly himself hey (laughs) i like his on-screen charisma i liked him in the dirt i liked him in nerve i think he could be a great johnny storm but um, but the situation was, <laughs> I, I pitched a Fantastic Four movie that would take place entirely in space. Yeah, which like I'm it here would for. be on yeah. a spaceship the whole time, and mm-hmm. kind of similar to what they do in this movie. But um, you know, MCU stuff out of the way. Out of the we're way. We're done with that. Yeah, we're going to outer space for this month. Oh, before we get into movie, that's what I wanted to do. Um, did you have a specific reason why you want to talk aliens besides trying to connect it to being high? Well, we had done a lot of killers recently, a lot of slasher killers. I know we had maybe thrown around the idea of doing Giallo films, and I was just But then kind we of, were like... I was just like, eh, it's like the cousin of slasher movies, literally. you know? And I thought, what a, a great way to make something totally different to than to do Aliens, because there's even within the, the alien subgenre, 
you know, some of the films that we've already talked about so different, like in such different flavors of, of horror. So I thought that'd be a lot of fun, a lot of variety there. Um, and uh, also it just happens to work with 420 uh, being being high on horror, being high on life, you know, and, and getting high and high enough, you might go to the stars. And I just thought, yeah, a, a pretty uh, a stretch of a pun, maybe. Yeah. But um, but I also liked more so mm-hmm. of the the variety that we were offering here and yeah. the different types of movies and also also different decades, because I know we've got a more recent movie here. Uh, the movie we'll talk about next week is not too old, but a little older. A uh, and then the movie that I wanted to talk about is also a little bit older as well. So a lot of, a lot of different movies that we can that we can go to. And uh, I'm very excited for this month. This will be great. Yeah, no, the variety is definitely necessary, um, even though, like, yeah, I, I did bring up Jalo films, but, I mean, we can always do Jalo films oh, hey, all the time. I love Jalo. I love Jalo. But, but yeah. yeah, but then, like, as soon as I remember saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, we really have done just a bunch of slashers, human yeah. killers, so, yeah, it is um, nice to do something on the other spectrum, and yeah. then, you know, Slime Party Massacre. Even though that's a very fun series, we did kind of have a few more serious conversations here and there, and I yeah. have a feeling that this one will have have some in there, you know, but is going to be a lot more uh, silly yeah. of a month, I think. Yeah, for sure, especially with the movie that we're talking about next week, my God, and then also the movie that I have in mind. They're like, yeah, maybe some ser- I think we like to find the, the deeper ideas, the deeper themes and the meanings, but also uh, we're genre fans as much as, uh, as anything else, and I think that there actually is a lot of fun to be had with this movie. I know it's not um terribly remembered i don't think a lot of people hold this aloft of being one of the best horror movies in the past few or so years i wouldn't necessarily say i do either but i do think that this movie deserves uh, a smidgen more credit than it's given in my opinion but i'm excited to um to dive into it and uh, talk about why we like this movie and why you like it in particular yeah because this was your choice for the month this was my choice for the month and honestly it's one of my favorite movies of the past 10 years or so and uh let's go ahead and dive into that Life released March twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. We just missed the five year anniversary by we did. a little bit, just, by a, little just bit. a little bit. Uh, directed by Daniel Espinosa, written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. This movie was made on a fifty eight million dollar budget. Uh, it got some money behind it, it which did. I can yeah. appreciate, and they used it very smartly. We mm-hmm. can get into that, mm-hmm. um, but only made a hundred point five million. So it didn't even recoup back everything. So it's considered a loss. Yeah. It has a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, a 3.0 out of 5 average rating on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it either kind of got, um, it was very mixed reviews, middling. Um, a lot of people praised a lot of aspects of it, but one of the biggest knocks was its quote unquote lack of originality. Yeah. Which obviously um, this movie got unfavorably compared to alien quite a bit mm-hmm. and yeah and and i think just the word of mouth didn't really get the movie going because mm-hmm. i remember they did do a bunch of promo and interviews and like stuff like that and you know they put money behind it something about this movie had sony very confident yeah. and uh, you know so it's not that they didn't try 
But then I think it really was just like kind of the word of mouth that killed it more than anything. Yeah. So before we get into my feelings on it, um, what are what are your feelings on this movie? Um, when did you see it? So I saw it in theaters. Um, I was, uh, I believe, 2017 in the spring. I was still in high school. I was a young lad in high school, still doing uh, movie reviews on YouTube at that time. So I pretty much saw everything that comes out, pretty much how I do now. Uh, and I was excited to see this because I really like the cast. Also, obviously, a big uh, genre guy. Uh, so I was excited to see something original uh, because, you know, original big budget horror is not something that we get terribly often. Um, so I went to go see it in theaters and I enjoyed it. I about enjoyed it as much as I do now to where I do obviously see the influences of Alien, which we will be sure to discuss. Um, obviously saw those, but I think it still stands on its own two feet as being a fun and enjoyable thriller um, and, and, and a movie that's just like it's 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 a good time. It breezes by. Um, uh, the, the, the movie looks great. Like the sets really cool. The locations are cool. The, the effects are cool. Um, Cal is a creature is like an interesting design. Um, and, but one of the favorite things I love about this movie is it's ending. You don't get a lot of like super bleak endings in horror movies nowadays. And I like that the ending is just very dour and mm -hmm. depressing. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun and it's, it takes me back to like this 1950s kind of, energy to where the the movie would just kind of end abruptly there's not really like a you know a decline of like where are mm -hmm. they now it's just like this super dark ending and i i think that that's a lot of fun but yeah the cast is cool effects are cool some of the kills are pretty cool um and but i like the 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 setting a lot i think it's very different uh than alien um but obviously the influences are there which are kind of inescapable unfortunately for like sci-fi horror um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it about as much as I, I did then now, uh, but I'm excited to, uh, to revisit this and to dive deep into it. I'm especially excited to talk about, um, your experience with this because, um, uh, you say that this is like one of your favorite horror movies of the past 10 or so years. So I'm excited to kind of discover why. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of context behind, it, I guess. Cause so for one, before I saw this movie, mm -hmm. I had not seen alien oh, or event horizon for that matter. Okay. Um, which, you know, you could see some shades of that in here as well. A little bit. I had not seen either one of them. So I think that helped out. I didn't have that comparison in my brain the whole time. Cause I feel like so many people, if you're watching this, because mm -hmm. then, yeah, after I saw the alien, I was like, yeah, I can totally see like, you know, watching the movie and you're thinking about alien and yeah. you never want to have the experience where you're watching one movie, but thinking about another one like yeah. too much. Sure. Um. So, I mean, I get that. But at the same time, I do think there are a way, way more than enough differences to set it apart from Alien. Mm -hmm. um, I also remember when I saw this movie, it was, um, it was the first time I got high with one of my sisters. Mm -hmm. So that's always exciting that's when you get high with a family member. It's a, it's a little bonding moment. Yeah. Like, like, oh, hey, now we're cool You're now. part of the cool club, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is, this is pretty cool, so... A fitting um, month to also talk about the movie. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Fitting month, fitting podcast. And I do remember, um, yeah, we got we got just real baked before going in. I think it was like just us in the theater. Nice. And uh, it was just a really good time. And yeah. um, I don't know, something about this movie, um, the way that it mixes, um, as far as like the subgenre stuff, we have, you know, the creature feature angle with Calvin, mm -hmm. who is... I think my favorite movie monster, honestly. I saw you say that. That's an interesting take right honestly, there. Honestly, like, I mean, definitely my favorite alien. Um, He is a Martian, mm -hmm. specifically. Yeah. Um, And 
but I mean, as far as like the, cause they somehow managed to give him so much personality. Mm-hmm. The, the science behind it is valid and makes sense. They put a lot of effort into yeah. accurate science in this movie, which I appreciate. I'm a big science nerd for sure. Um, and so like his design, even though it is completely CGI, mm-hmm. would I have liked like a, a nice goopy tentacle man? Yeah. yeah. yeah that yeah. would have been nice. But for the way that, calvin moves yeah is so like and the way that they make his face expressive they give him a face yeah, yeah. calvin <laughs> this see-through tentacle monster with a face yeah um and it, just the everything about and, and he's petty um we'll, we'll get into that also here intelligent also so yeah. smart yeah. so adaptable like again like how i send the cold open a lot of people like you know or in the movie they hype up the xenomorph a lot they're like man this is the perfect monster it's the perfect yeah. killing machine it's the yeah. perfect hunter uh, it, mm, it, because it gets beat by you know ellen ripley with a makeshift robot thing well, see so, that I'm, I'm curious because like uh, if we are gonna if we are gonna pit the two up against each other, I'm I'm curious how the the acid blood would would react with him because I I'm curious like if he was to go inside like he does with Ryan Reynolds, would it just melt him up inside? Because he doesn't like fire. We we learned that in the movie. So I would be I'd be curious to see how they would. Well, do. what I'd assume would happen is the acid blood would melt off whatever part is splashed upon because they make a point in this movie to tell you that. Calvin, the way that it is, is it is a group of colonialized cells that like move together. They are yeah. all individual. And but so it's like they they like kind of operate like a hive mind, but they're not. They are all individual things that yeah. work together collectively. Mm-hmm. He is he, all of his cells are muscle and brain cells yeah. together, which is interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the acid, he could literally, I would assume, just like kind of like, um, you know amphibians or certain lizards like when or starfish yeah, like he would drop it or whatever but yeah. like it wouldn't kill him because he wouldn't be losing any vital things because all sure. of his vital things are in all of the cells yeah so and his adaptability he's so smart um he's got attitude everything about him he would he would eliminate a xenomorph <laughs> in an instant and and obviously like um you know calcifer um, I, I was going to call him Calvin, but I was like, ah, it's a little too basic, though. And I, I, I don't want to be like, they're like, oh, why is his name Calvin? Oh, it's actually it's this like alien. This alien a, creature. <laughs> um, but, you know, Calcifer is not far off. Call him Cal. And, no. you know, not far off from Calvin. Um, I don't know. I just love I love it. And then combining, though, the creature feature monster movie elements mm-hmm. with um, the, you know, survival stuff. It's yeah. very balanced between, you know, when they're dealing with Calvin, but then the things that they have to deal with with the ship yeah. and how to put it back together. Yeah. Um, and the way that they, like, define all the roles amongst the crew members. You yep. know, you know what everybody's there to do and mm-hmm. they do their things. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a good balance of that, you know, between. So it's like the, there's a lot of. Uh, I like the survival aspect of it that it's like, okay, not, you know, Calvin is just the biggest, you know, at the top of the list thing that they're worried about, but they have a whole list while they're trying to still make correct decisions, follow protocol. Sure. You know, because at the end of the day at all costs is they cannot let Calvin get back to earth. Yeah. You know, and you know, even though um, the Miranda hides that, you know, kind of from the team a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but it is still understood, Sure, you know, so there's, um, I like that there's, you know, that there's still thinking of like the bigger picture while also this, there's, 
uh, there's a, it's very layered, you know? And yeah. that's why I just, um, I think it's very dismissive just to like, look at this and call it an alien ripoff. Yeah. You know, at face value. Well, do you want to introduce the movie here and we could do a little 60 second synopsis and we could, we could dive into those, those uh, similarities here on why the, why the people think it's so similar to alien. Cause I'm excited to talk about that in particular. I got a minute on the timer. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. 60 second synopsis in three, two, one, go. So just like Ridley Scott's Alien, you have a team of scientists who are out there on in the beyond, in space. And this and in this movie in particular, they are on the International Space Station who are discovering different scientific facts and things and figures about space and they intercept a a uh, a vessel that is sim- uh, <laughs> I'm blowing it today, man. Maybe containing the first uh, inter inter uh, intergalactic form of life, the titular life, and they discover that this guy that they find, the little piece of life, is uh, hostile. He starts eating the members of the crew, and all the members of the crew now have to battle and survive against this alien creature, uh, and like you said, not let it get back to Earth, because it seems to be evolving and growing, and you don't want it to consume all life on seconds. planet Earth, on that big blue marble down there. Uh, and uh, will they survive? Well, I'm excited to talk about that. Boom. That was terrible. It was one of my worst ones. Couldn't get through it. Hey, but you still, you know, you still covered the bases. Um, Because I like, because I like that in comparison to the guests, because I guess the theme of the guests now is they want to see how fast they can do it. But you're, you're here for coverage. Exactly. um, Which I appreciate as well. You know, different. I'm a, I'm a broadcast guy through and through. So you say 60 (laughs) seconds, I'm going 60 seconds. So I've got to stretch it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you covered the bases. Yeah, I, I like the setup of this movie where there's this uh there's this sense of dangerous optimism where it's like, you know, they set it up where it's the crew and it's an international crew. Everybody's from a different country, so it's like everybody's working on this yeah, together. Yeah. It's very this diverse bit, cast. Yeah, very diverse cast, which is great, uh, of a lot of really great actors. Mm-hmm. Um you got Jake Joan Hall, Ryan Reynolds, got Rebecca Ferguson in there, a lot of genre alumni in yeah. here. Yep. Um Haruki Sonata. Um, not only genre um, alumni, but also Marvel movie alumni. On exactly. Top of that. Yeah, we've got some. Uh, we've got Mysterio. Got Deadpool, obviously. Uh, Haruki Sonata. We had uh, talked about he's and uh, the Wolverine as well as an Endgame. Uh, Arian Barake or Bakare um, is the other scientist. And I don't. I don't think I recognize him from too much. I, I'm, I'm going to look at his uh, his cast listing here. But yeah, lots of uh, familiar faces in this. And yeah, I, I love a good diverse cast, especially yeah. it's the International Space Station. But it yes. lends itself to that. Exactly. You know? yeah. It's also yeah, not just doing a diverse cast for the sake of it, but. Yeah. But also this idea that like, you know, like would would this happen in today's society? It's like, no, all the countries, if they found out about Martian life, they're like, no, we're going to keep it for ourselves. And well, we're going to like, yeah. you know, so it's like this idyllic idea of like, yeah, what if we did come together and put a bunch of money into this? So that yeah. way we can accomplish well, it. Ryan Reynolds even mentions that like his character says, like, there's going to be a big custody battle over this one, which I do yeah. think is like, yeah, it's a funny way to put it that. Yeah. All of these countries mm, would want to be yeah. like, well, no, we are the ones that found this we were the one you know and trying to that Mm -hmm. would be that would be interesting yeah but i i think it's interesting to look at the movie from 
from like the opposite point of view to where it's like if you on earth were abducted by aliens and they started poking and prodded at you too you would be the one to fight back and it would be uh you know it would be uh, any kind of american kind of alien movie here but when you switch the roles and you you know kidnap this creature or not not necessarily kidnap but you take this creature and you start poking and prodding mm-hmm. like the kind of that alien cliche of being prodded and all of that uh when he starts to lash out it suddenly becomes uh terrifying so i do like that but the the movie does have this sense of discovery and it is a world event where schools across the country are competing to name the creature and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so it, it is an interesting setup for oh sure. i mean there's even a line where he says when whenever um Calvin first kind of starts forming and he's interacting with him and he says, you know, his, his curiosity outweighs his fear. And that is, you know, obviously this space crew for this movie of course, as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, cause it, it does make sense. And, and you know, that's what I find interesting. You know, one thing that'll set this apart from, um, from alien or event horizon or something like that is, you know, in those movies, those crews don't want to be doing what they're doing. Yeah. You know, those are both movies where the crew is sent on this rescue trip that they are not, you know, weren't originally planning on going on. They want to yeah. go home. They've yeah. already been in space for a while. Yep. Um, so it's like it, so you already empathize with the crew versus with this crew, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that, you know, they were asking for it yeah. you know, or anything, but it's like they it's a are huge discovery. They yeah. are willingly out yeah. there doing this. They 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 are the ones that are being, you know, they they know what they're doing and the dangers yeah. of it. Yeah. Which makes it um, a little more interesting. But then it also kind of again, when you're watching them kind of deal with stuff with Calvin and then deal with the stuff on the ship and like really use their intellect. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that like kind of counterbalances that, you well, know, I think it's as good as time as any to talk about the alien comparison here. Cause I understand why people say that, you know, that it's a, a team of people on a, on a spaceship. They encounter some alien. Life they're a, and, they're a pseudo family. Yeah. And, and, and it starts tearing through them individually and they kind of have to use their wits to, to, to beat this thing. But I think if if you're going to say that this movie is, is, you know, just a ripoff of alien, then you have to say that Friday the 13th is a ripoff of Halloween. Cause it's like this, the, the threat is similar it's still killing the, the same kind of group of characters. You know what I mean? And like, this, I mean, the similarity is kind of in there. This movie's not that similar to Alien. Like, no, it's not an aesthetic, mood, score, costumes, not really anything, not even in tone. I mean, that movie came out in 1979. So it's like, it kind of set, you know, a lot of tropes and standards that sure. would be found in sci fi horror going forward. Yeah. You could say, you know, Pandorum, or you could say uh, Solaris, or like, you know, like some yeah. other sci fi horror movies you can say that there's alien yeah. um, comparison. So it's like, it, you know, it set the standard for a reason. It's That's not a knock on, um, you know, it's because it's, alien, What at the end of the day, there's nothing like kind of deep about it or anything. It's, it's very straightforward and that situation can be manipulated in different ways. Yeah. So it's like this movie does try to do more than just take the creature feature aspect of alien yeah. where they are trying to, um, you know, ask these questions about, you know, survival and things like that. Yeah. Um, to um to let this movie play out. So um yeah, I don't know. I think it's it like you said, like a- a- any slasher movie 
is going to be compared to Halloween because yeah. it did it first. It yeah. set the template. And yeah. it, especially in sci-fi horror, which is a little bit more niche in horror, you know, there's mm-hmm. not many examples that you can point to that aren't, you know, that you can't see a little bit of alien in. So. Yeah, and I, I think this movie does enough in regards to its characters as well as its setting and location and just overall tone to distinguish itself from Alien because Alien does have a very specific kind of vibe to it, and I don't think that this movie captures that at all, which isn't a dig. It's like it's not trying to. It's it's a It takes a much more straight-down-the-line, scientifically, quote-unquote, accurate take mm-hmm. on what this would be like. And then also the creature of Calvin literally could not be farther from his xenomorph like they don't look anything similar the xenomorph are these like very structural bone kind of linky creature and this thing is like flowy it's like a goopy like cell that has you know these tendrils on it it's it's very different and i think when you're making a movie like this obviously that's going to be on your mind um, but I don't think that it's necessarily fair to say that, well, you know, uh, Aliens got the, the you know, the monopoly on movie, uh, horror movies set in space. And so anybody that else tries to, that tries to do it, you know, they're going to fall, uh, fall short. So it's bad. It's like, well, in my opinion, Alien is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's probably the greatest science fiction horror movie ever. And so falling a little bit short of that still is not that half bad, <laughs> you know? I mean, and even if they are taking, you know, some inspiration from Alien, so what? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, I'm always a fan of, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, you know, showing your influences a little bit. Like, yeah, totally. you don't always need to hide it in... But it's how you take that influence and how you're creative with it. So it's like, that's where, like, especially when this movie is quoted, lack of creativity. Yeah. You know, between, again, the way that they mix up the set pieces and the science behind Calvin. and All those things. Like, to say that there isn't creativity, creative thought put behind, you know, the alien inspirations. Yeah. I think that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'd get if there was like certain set pieces where a character's in the air ducts and they turn around and it's right there or, you know, they the end of the movie is someone, you know, knocking it out of an airlock or something like that. I guess I would understand those criticisms, but it's really kind of surface level plot stuff to where the criticisms really start. And I, I think it's... I, again, I understand where people are coming from, but and I would encourage people who to, to, who do say that to maybe dig a little bit deeper because I actually do think if you do, there is a little bit more there than just those kind of similarities. And what's the cliche that there's only like 30 original plot lines that you can pull from? And so it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's about as much of Alien as Breaking Bad is Macbeth. It's like, that doesn't make it bad. It's Influences are there with anything that you're going to make. And, you know, h- how much it leans on it is, I guess, is where the where the debate happens. But for myself personally, I don't think it's that similar to Alien. Yeah. And, and it, so... And and it's not that this movie doesn't have other things that it subverts either, you know, like it definitely does know that you're aware of certain things and does Mm -hmm. go out of its way to subvert those things. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite things being is the way in the first 40 minutes they kind of trick you into thinking that Ryan Reynolds is the lead of this movie. Oh, yeah. A little bit, you know, Um, and they they did this on purpose um even when they were doing the marketing for the movie Mm -hmm. um jake gyllenhaal ryan reynolds and rebecca ferguson would be the ones to go do the press tour stuff and everything which i remember that that press tour was like particularly well known so like a pretty viral press tour because uh jakey g and ryan reynolds they were yeah they were together for most of it and like i feel like there's so many clips from a bunch of different people 
uh, and, and, and people that I know, friends that I know who do this for a living that were just like, that was a, like just a circus. And you just kind of, I have talked to people who were on this press tour and they were just kind of like, yeah, you go in there with questions, but you know, once you sit down, they're out the window because they're just going to take it in whatever direction that they want to. Yeah. It was a very fun chaos. The, yeah, they are pure press tour chaos and I love it. But yeah, yeah so they like kind of, you know, play it up that, you know, you think Ryan Reynolds is going to be um, the lead like because it's like they set it up even with like the, the beginning where it's like, yeah, uh, to catch the DNA sample like. Rory's the one that's gonna go walk out there and he's yeah. gonna catch it with the mechanical arm and yeah, like yeah. he's you know playing it up with his charm and um kind of he's the one that um tries to go in and save Hugh yeah. when he was getting attacked by Calvin so yeah. it's like they're kind of saying like oh yeah this is this is he's, the hero he's the everyman he's the mechanic the of the ship you know? yeah the everyman he's freaking astronaut so he know, literally tries as, to go out of as you could be yeah. he literally tries to go out of his way to t- say that he's like he's like oh yeah you know down on earth i'd be just fixing yeah. showers says, or like, like there's five guys down there that could do what i do yeah yeah it's yeah, like yeah. no you're you're still repairing a spaceship <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. are not uh too many other yeah but. I, I did want to talk about the the beginning uh, sequence in this movie where they're when they're catching that that the pod i guess with mm-hmm. the, with the mechanical arm uh very impressive like oneer you know at the, yeah. the very beginning of this movie i think that opening scene has a lot of tension in it and i think it's a great hook to kind of get you uh, interested in the movie because i think you know when you're kind of waiting for calvin to start attacking i think it would be understandable for the film to, to lag a little bit and then you know once it kicks off it, it actually really starts going but i think this movie does like a good job of of leading you up to that point not only like the good hook and, and suspenseful moment mm-hmm. from the beginning but also the sense of i think it does give you that sense of like wonder and i oh, think it, yeah. i think that sense of if this was to happen to where we would go to Mars, get a soil sample and the first sense of uh, the first, you know, uh, inkling of life that we find out in, in space is not going to be an alien creature with eyes and a hand. That's like, Hey guys, it's me. You know, it's going to be something that you scoop Mm -hmm. out of the dirt and there's like a little microscopic, you know, it's, it's like when we find water, we're not finding a lake, we're finding like a drop of it, you know? And I, I think that there's that nice buildup to where we eventually get that kind of pressure valve release to where it, you know, that it makes the buildup exciting. Oh yeah. I think there's a, great pacing to this movie this movie is an hour 45 mm-hmm. it's not your typical you know under 90 yeah creature feature you know they do take the time to establish the characters yeah. um again like what jobs they do specifically yeah um where they're from um their relationships between each other mm-hmm. and then also yeah just like w- where you know because i'd imagine like what you think this movie might be like a um, kind of one of those semi-distant feature yeah um movies where it's like this is in 2042 yeah maybe yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. something like that yeah and i i think it's also uh worth being said that it, i appreciate that it does take a more realistic scientific mm-hmm. angle as re- in regards to what is it like being in space like you see them working out you see them sleeping you see them eating you also see like them working out like knees and joints in their arms because they're not using those as much so mm-hmm. i think that I appreciate the length that they went to probably in researching for this film of what it would be like. And I think a lot of the solutions that they try to find for beating Cal, I I like the grounded, you know, grounded with air quotes, like Mm -hmm. kind of realism that they try to take that. It's not just, 
yeah, let's just find a flamethrower and that's the that's the solution. It's like, well, no, they try to use like the thrusters of the ship to kind of knock them off and they try to use science and, oh, well, he thrives on oxygen, so let's get him into this, mm-hmm. you know, particular room. I think it's, I, I've seen a lot of people say that these characters are stupid uh, and I, I, I'm like, I think that they're pretty intelligent. Like for me, I would be like, oh, I can't burn it alive. Well, I'm, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> no, these characters are incredibly smart. They they do everything because again like they're not only because they're trying to do multiple things here obviously they're they're juggling with the idea of like because obviously there's decisions your human body's gonna make when you react to a situation because of instinct but then these are all very um logical intellectual people who are trying to act as logically as possible in the matter of okay i'm trying to survive but i also have to keep this thing contained so it can't get to earth yeah all these other things. So it's like they're, they're la- uh, their thinking is always like double layered throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. Um, which I find very interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like, I mean, I'm, again, I'm a big science nerd. Even, um, you know, scenes like whenever they first get Calvin and um, they have the scene where he was like trying to figure out how to um, revive it. And he's, uh, he has to make adjustments to the atmosphere. Yeah, and they the like glucose, a, glucose, the and glucose stuff, stuff yeah. and they explain everything about Calvin. So that mm-hmm. way, when you're going forward, like this, this movie does a good job of like, if you want, if you're a person that like tries to poke holes in the logic and like yeah. stuff like that, like it, it's hard. Like I feel like they kind of weren't like, okay, people are going to ask this question. How do we explain this? Like, yeah, you know, even little scenes where there's like um oh calvin um needs you say calvin needs water and oxygen okay what are the sources of water on the ship where could he yeah. be in that way or where's gonna be oxygen intake when he yeah. runs out of oxygen outside of the ship like yeah all those little questions are answered i like that they go through the effort of doing that yeah and there's that kind of screenwriting um the the south park guys talk about it and i'm, I'm sure it's a cliche and all the writers out there have heard about this but there is that idea that when you're writing a screenplay the plot points that you have when you map them out if one plot point to the next can be described as and then then happen and then this happens that's kind of an issue it needs to be which causes this to happen and and therefore this happens and i think that this movie is a great example of okay this this event happens the characters do this which causes this next thing to happen Mm -hmm. it's this steady kind of domino falling of the characters try something that fails which then leads to this happening it's not just a series of events happening with no through line or connectivity i think each logical step that the characters make and the decision that they make it, it, it makes sense and you can track it as an audience member even though you're not like an aeronautical engineer or anything like that yeah well one thing that i've noticed as a recurring thing throughout the movie is that they do make a lot of the right proper decisions mm-hmm. as they go out mm-hmm. and what they and what will happen though is like they all make like proper decisions and then you'll they'll make one little mistake and then yeah. that one little mistake turns into a consequence of yeah, this. Yeah, turns and into that, 50, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. and that's, you know, it, uh, initially the inception of like, you know, how it all goes about. Because at first it's like, everything's all happy. They're studying Calvin, they're learning, it's growing, yeah. all these things. And then um, it, Hugh, the the main doctor, um, I guess he's like the more like biologist of the group. Yeah. Um, and he is, he's the one most impressed with, calvin and he's like you know he's really getting into it sure and you know they they do all the right things they 
uh, build walls and protocols and things. But yep. then like, you know, the one time he like can't stop thinking about Calvin. So like at night he goes to like go do it and then yeah. something goes wrong and then, you know, he almost breaks containment. Yeah. And um, and so it's like, yeah, it's just like a one. All it takes is one slip up in this movie. Exactly. And then it leads to, you know. Well, they kind of mentioned that, too, when he is like kind of playing with it, for a lack of better words. And yeah. they're like, hey, man, we don't have protocol for this. Like, this is new. So, like, let's yeah. take it easy here. It's not a puppy that you met. You yeah. Know? Ryan, like, Reynolds yeah. Call it, Ryan Reynolds says you're drunk off of this. Yeah. And which I, is I, very interesting. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are quick to point that these characters are so stupid the same way that they point at like Prometheus and they say like all these scientists are just putting their heads down in these open eggs. Haven't you ever seen a horror movie before? And like, I think this movie does take a more realistic approach. Like we talked about to where if you were to find life on another planet, you'd want to investigate and you'd want to look at it and study Mm -hmm. it, you know, like astronauts are out there and and scientists are out there for a reason and it's to discover. So of course they'd they'd want to know um, about what's going on, but I kind of like the tragedy of this movie to where they don't necessarily do anything wrong to Cal. It's not like they shock him and they're prodding him or anything like that with, you know, they're just kind of like, surveying him uh but it's the same way that again if we were to be captured by aliens and we were just being surveyed like we wouldn't be very cool with that you know uh just taken from our home or whatever we would be defensive and i i do kind of like that and then as the movie goes on cal gets progressively like more petty and he's like kind of he's a smart creature and he's like trying to figure out ways like i love the the early sign of intelligence that he has where he uses the tool to like poke through the glove, Man. you know, it's like, it's really, it's really cool. I, I think that that's a, a, a cool idea. And it also shows that he, they are learning and adaptive because the, the scientist uses the tool to like mm-hmm. kind of distract him. So uh, using things that characters have used against them, using it to their advantage, I think is, is, uh, is interesting for sure. Whereas the xenomorph is kind of just like, just walking around until you run into it and then it eats you, you know? Yeah. I mean, so leading up to Cal's escape, um, the, the one thing that I do, I'm, I mean, I have a little bit of an issue with, I mean, I can get past it because it makes sense for the movie, but it's also kind of like, because so Hugh, you know, again, is kind of the reason that, you know, they start having these kind of issues and, you know, and they kind of explain it with because Hugh is a paraplegic from the waist below. Yeah. Makes sense on why he'd want to do a space mission and yeah. do these things because he gets to float around. He sure. doesn't feel confined to his chair and yeah. be, like have these moments where it's nice that they explain it and like and, you know, and like don't have him or they they have him explain it and mm-hmm. it be like a, a moment of pride. But then it's like that's also like the reason he wants to study Calvin so much is because like the way that the cells work, he thinks in his mind like, oh, yeah. this could lead to being able to cure things like this. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I'm on the fence with like, you know, they have this uh, disabled character represented well, but then also using essentially the disability is like kind of what gets him, you know, is. The his reason downfall. is yeah. his downfall. Yeah. So I kind of have a little bit of an issue with that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I could totally understand that. But on the the contrary to that, I could understand this movie being maybe a criticism of what happens when you, you know, um, similar to like uh, The Sound of, of Metal came out a couple of years ago. It has this theme of like 
just because you have this part of yourself that uh, other people have that you might not have in that, in that movie's case hearing that doesn't make you less of a person. It's more about like learning how to live with your disability as opposed to just continually living your life in pursuit of something that you're never fully going to get back. So I could see the movie saying maybe mm-hmm. something like that to where it is maybe criticizing, um, uh, you know, his, his, you know, pursuit of not maybe wanting, maybe continually running away from his disability as opposed to learning that that's a part of who he is and that mm-hmm. doesn't make him less of a person might be a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, I can definitely understand the complaint for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like 50, 50 on it. doesn't, totally. again, it doesn't like bother me enough to where like it brings this movie down or anything, sure, but, sure, yeah. but, but, but enough about Hugh. Let's talk about Calvin. Let's talk about the guy. Let's talk the little about man. Yeah. Calvin is everything. Um, I do like you i love the scene where yeah where he makes this escape and and that's the thing because somebody did tweet at me they're like they're like let for the record let it show that calvin did not ask for the smoke yeah he did not go <laughs> looking for the smoke but they brought it upon him exactly yeah which i mean kind of in a way like yes like you were saying earlier like if you were if we were you know abducted and like kind of you know tested sure. on stuff and like and, you know, he was being cooperative at first. You know, at first he's like, oh, hey, you're kind of cool. Here, let me dance for you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. He was being cooperative, you know. And then, you know, he the, the malfunction happens and it sends Calvin into a deep sleep yeah. for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of the crew was happy because they're like, okay, he was kind of growing a little fast. It was getting a little too hot and heavy. Yeah. And we needed to build some other stuff out. So they were happy for the time. But, yeah. you know, he was getting restless. And he's like, okay, um, all right. He's not waking up. Uh, he's in this hibernation. I'm going to shock him awake. Yeah. And like, mm, like, yeah, like, again, like if that were to be us, like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, um, how would that be? So, like, is that enough to be like, you shocked me? awake you woke me up and now i gotta kill all of you uh, that's <laughs> hey man, where I that's, well, that's I'll calvin's nap, yeah yeah that's calvin's <laughs> pettiness but hey isn't that us all when yeah. you get woken up and you exactly. don't want to be <laughs> yeah i'm not a morning person and to wake up with a with a cattle prod no thank you but i something one of my favorite things about this uh film and and you know uh, cal in particular is that all the death, you know, because this is a monster movie for, for first and foremost, mm-hmm. and so if if you are going to kill these crew members, I'd like to see it in some creative ways, and I do think that this movie does that to where you have Ryan Reynolds who is eaten from the inside, and I like how his when he's like bleeding out of his eyes and his mouth, it kind of just coagulates like in it doesn't like mm-hmm. drip like normal it's it's like how it would be in in space uh, i think that that's fun and unique and i don't think i've really seen something like that uh but i also love i'm trying to think of the uh uh the character's name here is it uh ekaterinia the, the the russian gal i believe it's her who like drowns in her own like helmet like that's yeah that's that's pretty gnarly too it's like her the coolant or whatever and it's like toxic and it's like it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty brutal Oh, yeah. This is like, again, yeah, that's where Calvin is like, I'm going to just, I'm going to pull out all the stops. They they do so many things to show off his intelligence, which I find really cool yeah um like how he initially gets out of the room he's like going out there like one of the things he's yeah. tracing the the airflow they say yeah, yeah yeah um you know they make it a point of that so it's like then once he's in and then they have him outside the ship mm-hmm. and you know but calvin's like no 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 i'm coming back in yeah. i'm coming for y'all right um even though it's like he might not be able to survive outside the ship but yeah 
But yeah, um, I like that he is so smart that he goes, okay, if I can't get inside her space suit, then I'm going to unhook the coolant and drown you. Yeah, and kind and of uses her as bait a little bit. And which uses is her cool. as bait. Yeah. Um, it, it, oh, man. And I love that, again, it, it feels so personal <laughs> with Cal because um, once, um, whenever he's like, you know, has, after he kills Ryan Reynolds' character, which makes him get like bigger too. That's the thing. Yeah. He gets yeah. he gets much bigger and a little bit more fully formed as he consumes um water and other, you know, living things. Right. Um the mouse and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We see that with the mouse initially. Yeah. And yeah. then um but I like whenever he when show is in the like little sleep thing mm-hmm. and this is uh the face reveal of Calvin, which yeah. I love. I love the design of Calvin. Again, like yeah. the like i feel like that's where you know a lot of this budget went to like you know they put a lot of money behind it i feel like it was very well used um because this is one of this is a movie that i would point to when you know there's always the people that are like practical effects will always be better blah 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 Mm -hmm. and you know like you know practical effects are great but i think you know cgi is there for a reason yeah and it can't when it's utilized properly then it can be a thing Calvin wouldn't work as a physical sure. object as sure. much as I would want it to like feel that um tangibility because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that you know Calvin lacks he doesn't have a he doesn't have the texture and yeah. like doesn't you you can't like look at it and be like I feel what Calvin feels like you know mm-hmm. you you don't know that but the way that they capture the way he moves and the detail in his face and like all these things um wouldn't be possible and all the and all the space effects as well yeah there's this like a uh, technical term with uh cg and it's called like subsurface scattering and essentially like the easiest way to explain that is if like if you put a flashlight behind your ear and you see how the light like disperses behind your ear and you can still see like the veins and things in your ear i think that's one of my favorite things about cal is that when the light is shining behind him you is like he's kind of translucent in a way and you mm-hmm. could like see his veins and everything is kind of structural system in his body like he kind of is this bug butterfly kind of uh germ like creature it's very strange yeah it's, it's really unique and it's it's very different and i'm glad that they distinguish itself from something like alien which is more of a practical effect you know oh wait i i have a couple of notes from oh <laughs> so um i didn't have notes um because i wrote an article about life um mm-hmm. a couple of years ago for this uh column that I was doing about movies to watch while high. Yeah. And I had a recipe for making uh, edible gummies because oh, there you, you know, go. Calvin looked like a gummy. <laughs> um, I remember when I watched that movie, whenever I was um, doing research for it, while I was writing that article, I watched it with my friend Bailey mm-hmm. and um, she called Calvin Patrick star on meth. And that's fair. I, I do love that. He does. Yeah. He does look, he's gotten, got a uh, little starfish stuff, especially when he's like early and he's like, like i don't know i don't even know the word for it. he's like slapping his little tendrils on the on the air vents and everything he reminds mm-hmm. me of the uh the starfish in uh finding nemo <laughs> the one that's like on the glass you know uh kind of a similar kind of vibe yeah yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah no this is this movie literally is yeah spongebob being terrorized <laughs> by that petty jellyfish the for the movie that yeah. is that's actually pretty accurate but i also do like yeah there's the different uh, the progression of Calvin, you know, obviously I, that's easier to do with CGI as well, yeah. rather than having to build out like 
eight different stages of Calvin. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they were able to do a little bit more with that. And like, yeah, his movement was like more sticky and slingshotty when he yeah. was like smaller, but then he becomes like very flowy. Yeah. You know, going through. Yeah. He's a, he evolves like a Pokemon. <laughs> he does. Uh, Calvin it would, again, he would dominate, you know, any league. He would, he would <laughs> just, if you had Calvin in Pokemon, like you'd be undefeated. I want to know like what, like how big he could, I wonder if he reaches like a max, you know, like, cause you know, I don't know if you want to like jump to the end of this movie, but you know, the way it mm-hmm. ends, he eventually does crash land on earth, which I love the ending that you, there's that fake out that switch out where you because... think he's going to be shot into the, you know, the nothingness, which in and of itself self is pretty spooky. You know? It's so good because he's so fucking smart Yeah, that he goes, no, I'm not going to deep space. I'm going to earth, you know, yeah. and he fucking like removes Jake Gyllenhaal's hand as he's yeah. like trying to fly him out and yeah. redirects the pod. Yeah. Loved it. I remember. Mm-hmm. I wish. See, and like, again, like I wish more people would have saw his movie like. Because I saw that with a like basically empty theater, like I would have loved to have seen that with a crowd. That reaction, yeah. that reaction of everybody just being like, "No!" Like yeah. you know, and again, because Calvin is so smart, he wants to get to Earth now. He said, "Yeah, you fucking woke me up from my fucking nap. Yeah, I was in deep sleep. I was dust in this in space. I was doing nothing. Yeah, and you woke me up. So now I'm I'm coming for home. I'm of curious. It. What 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 I do mean, you... yeah. I mean, look at how look at what size he became and how smart he became yeah. simply off of killing, you know, a few five people. people. Yeah, and a mouse. And, and a mouse. <laughs> Actually seven. There was I never noticed uh we see a glimpse of other crew members from like the the station oh, when they go to yeah. when they're supposed to be pushing a mouse base and one, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, uh, he kills like seven or eight people. So yeah, imagine and then he has oxygen. He yeah. doesn't have to worry about that. He's got exactly. oxygen. He's yeah. got water. Calvin and, and would literally animals and stuff. Yeah. Calvin would literally end the earth. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious though, <laughs> like, cause you had mentioned, like we had talked earlier about kind of the box office of this movie and you know, it's got the cast, it's got the, the horror angle. It's got the budget. Like, what do you think is maybe like a key uh, reason that this maybe didn't do as well as uh, I think maybe the studio wanted it to. What is the studio behind this? Is this universal? It's a Sony. It's a Sony. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's maybe part of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know because again, I think it is, I think it is just mainly like the word of mouth. Like it didn't, because I mean, is that again, like if, for people that had seen Alien already and stuff like, is this movie going to blow you away? Yeah. You know? No, it's not going to blow you away. And again, like, cause I've, I've asked people like, you know, like when about this movie and they're like, Oh, I just didn't watch it. Like, is that that one? It kind of looks like alien. Yeah. Like literally. And yeah, it, yeah. it's like, cause even, you know, they use like in some of the promotion for the artwork, they have like the bloody red helmet, Yeah, you know, with the so hand you, on it, with yeah. the hand kind on of it. Like so a face like, hugger vibe, you know, yeah. which, Again, I, which I love. I love that imagery because uh, they use it in this uh, movie um, that I'll talk about later. Yes. Um. But um. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just the unfair comparisons and the word of mouth that just it just didn't get around. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure because like this movie, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like it's again like uh, whether it be um you know whatever they built out of the ship. Yeah. You know, but then they're also using models, they're using CGI. Everything looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean the the score and sound design is really great as well. Um uh score by uh Seamus McGarvey. What a great name. Seamus. Uh 
You had on the notes the John. Oh, that's the cinematographer actually. So you flip John Ekstrand okay. uh, did the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I um, think it, it's it's easy know. for people to point to like the CG and be like, oh, this movie looks like crap. But I think one of mm-hmm. the best like there's so much stuff with CG nowadays that it kind of frustrates me. You see it a lot with Marvel movies since we were talking about that, that there'll be a sequence that you in a million years would never guess was CG, but come to find out it actually was. And people hate that kind of stuff Yeah. to where I'm kind of like, that's movie making dude. Yeah. You could get Sam Jackson for one day and he's in, you know, he's in whatever state he's in. You can't fly him out to Atlanta. So you kind of have to go there just do it, pop up a green screen and there's your movie, you know? But I think that when people say that maybe this movie looks like crap, they're, they're forgetting all of the things that they're not seeing and all mm-hmm. the wires that are painted out and all of the, uh, the other things that people might just take for granted, especially all of the, um, like the exterior shots of the space station and a lot of the destruction that we see, there's that great moment where all those um, solar panels are getting like crashed and you can see all the like the reflective bits, you know, everywhere. Or it's like, I want to know like, or I want to like, see like how they like film this, like, and like when you got to think about like all the actors are on wires this whole time, cause they're yeah. all floating like the entire movie, which yeah. I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's so much more and, and it's interesting because, you know, another movie recently that literally had pretty much the same thing happen, except it also had, you know, the whole uh, pandemic happen mm-hmm. to it as well as underwater. Yeah. Um, underwater. A same lot kind of people vibe, yeah. go, oh, this is alien underwater now. So yeah. they skipped it or, you know, just like didn't see it. And yeah. It's like, which is interesting. Yeah. And, it, and that's another movie that is mainly CGI. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of same um, elements of the survival stuff. Oh, this should have just been my other choice for movie, man. I, I totally don't know why I didn't just pick this. I'll pick the underwater. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm curious though, like about kind of audiences and what they're, you know, maybe in the mood for. Like, what is it? Are people more wanting something a little bit more realistic nowadays? You know, I'm just if they're the underwater thing isn't really interesting to people, or outer space maybe is is not you know particularly interesting because I can't think of a lot of you know, uh, recent alien movies that people have, you know, really ate up or that did super well at the box office, uh, horror wise, not like interstellar or something like that or the Martian, you know, I'm just curious what is maybe the missing ingredient that audiences might not be in the mood for, you know, cause we're, we're, we're as a society, we're not really ate up by space stuff. Like we may might've been like in the sixties or the seventies or the fifties, especially like you look at sci-fi movies in the fifties were huge because of the space race and all of that. Maybe that's something that's missing about that where the audience is just yeah, it's space stuff you know I, I, mean, I would be curious though i honestly don't know i mean i think it's also because i feel like people don't care anymore for like this like this is so specific and they don't do them often anymore but yeah. these these mid-budget you know but like movies that are good because like will i say this is like a masterpiece or anything even though i love it a lot more than other people do no yeah but like you know nobody cares for just like hey that movie's pretty good anymore (laughs) it's either they want it to be the best thing they've ever seen or they want to hate it yeah you know there's uh, nobody ever wants just like hey that's a pretty good movie yeah like this is a this is a slightly elevated uh fx movie yeah there's a lot of people that point to hollywood nowadays and they're like where are the mid-budget blockbusters that come out that aren't these small indie movies or these giant superhero movies there's no movies that are in between and i'm like well yeah look at what happens (laughs) look like what happens when a movie like this comes out nobody cares like nobody goes to see it anymore because 
you know, the interest isn't really there. And I look at a movie like this and I'm like, you know where this would be perfect at is Netflix. Like if this was a Netflix original and you're at home and watching this, like I could totally see how this movie could fit right into that movie, to that kind of catalog there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe if they, they should have did, they should have did for this. I mean, I guess it wouldn't really, it wouldn't make sense, but like how, um, what Talk if it had a field? Yes. Yeah. What if it had a drop like Cloverfield Paradox where they showed the preview before yeah. the Super Bowl and then go, hey, go stream this now. Exactly. But yeah. it just wouldn't, I guess it wouldn't be a Cloverfield thing. But I mean, this movie almost maybe could be in the Cloverfield universe. Yeah. Who knows? Or but, maybe market it know. as like, you know, you have the cast and something is happening on the show. Yeah, like make this the yeah. mis- uh, uh, something super mysterious, but don't just call it, well, I guess, how do you make it mysterious? Call it life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like look at the... Uh, you know the original trailer for alien like is you don't really get a great look at the xenomorph it's just like in space nobody will hear you scream and it's just kind of like something is going on on the ship yeah maybe, the, maybe that's a way to market it Who the, knows? the artwork and posters are pretty are pretty uh weak i will i will give it that yeah yeah so maybe a better better marketing team i don't know i don't know it's tough yeah i i, I feel bad for a movie like this because i'm just like oh man it is uh, like i wish it was more of a sleeper hit to where people who did see it you know really enjoyed themselves or enjoyed themselves enough to where they're not like i want my money back this thing sucked you know but um you know, uh, apparently it was enough to get uh, Daniel Espinosa, uh, you know, in the stay in the Sony family, and they at least liked what he did enough to, or maybe saw him as uh, easy enough to push around for this uh, next movie that he made for them. But uh, I mean, <laughs> that's a conversation I, for another time. <laughs> yes, but I mean, yeah, I mean, but I see it though. Like, I think uh, he did a fantastic job directing this movie. I yeah. think it uh, it moves really well. The pacing is pretty good. Um, there's like a few moments where it drags a little bit sure um i think the scene where like she does go out to go fix the transmitter and everything i feel like that does go a little bit long maybe um that that like that scene lingers a little bit the scene like at the end where they try to have like the moment between miranda and dr jordan yeah and like the weave back in the good night moon stuff like sure I, that i was like hey this is okay this is going along a little long let's get to this plan yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um so like you know there's a few things like that but aside from that the direction I feel is just very strong. It has a very good visual look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the camera movements again, um, disappointed. We only have two scenes of Calvin vision, Calvin vision. Oh, like from his perspective, from his point of view. Yeah. yeah we have, yeah, we yeah. only get two, two scenes of that. Um, yeah. A little disappointed there. Yeah. Who knows? I'm curious to see what the next, like where the, the next few years kind of lie for sci-fi horror, you know, like what's the next like great science fiction horror movie that we're going to get. Is it going to be a sleeper hit like this, or is it going to be like an a 24 movie where you Mm -hmm. have, uh, I think, what is it? Half life, like the Robert Pattinson movie high life, high life. Yeah. Which is just like, uh, kind of a quasi horror movie, but in you know, in love Bobby Pats. That movie is so boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not like your, 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 you know, your, prototypical kind of sci-fi horror movie so that's precisely my point though is is it going to be something like that or you know i'm just curious to see where this genre is going to head in the future is this is there still something you know is there still uh an an appetite for this or is it something that's going to be kind of relegated to the indie movies which to be frank uh, movie in space is it's kind of hard to do something on this scale to do like an indie budget i just don't really see that happening no it it's very hard to do um most i feel like that is another drawback on like yeah why just in general we don't get as many sci-fi 
uh, or horror-based movies in space. You know, everybody's always wanting them. But like, yeah, why don't we get them? Because, yeah, it requires a lot of money if you want them to be yeah d- done the way that it is. You know, we've seen that with, you know, Event Horizon, like how much of a struggle that movie was to get made because yeah. he had all these ambitious ideas he wanted to do to utilize, you know, space. Sure. And, you know, the studios were like, you know, it was hard for them. They were like, we can only give you so much. So, um, you know, it it is really tough. And that's why most, you know, alien movies take place on Earth. That's why it's usually like, you know, Earth getting invaded. Yeah. Well, I was looking at um, uh, Annihilation, you know, like in, in that movie. And I don't believe that was a huge box office win either. You know, Mm-mm. so, uh, yeah, $40 million budget made $43.1 million. So that was a certified bomb right there. And you look at movies like the fifth wave or, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious, like what's, is this a genre that's going to die or is it something that something like uh in the earth or possessor, which has come out, which is like a very lower budget kind of uh, energy there. Is that something that's, you know, is that, is this where this genre is headed? Well, again, is that that's low budget I, stuff? Well, again, I think those movies are still viable because those movies are taking place on earth. Yeah. And like, you know, like again, like, the the amount of money they had to go into this because it takes place in space yeah and to you know all the visual effects all the the you know different sets that they built for it and you know effort that they have to put to like you know make it believable to be in space um so it's like you know again i think there will still always be plenty of like you know a little bit more grounded sci-fi horror but like as far as like bigger sci-fi horror goes like you know again this like mid-budget blockbuster type of deal mm-hmm. um yeah it, it sucks that we don't get more of those because you know that we you know we got this and we saw what happened the same thing happened underwater so it's like you know yeah. how many more times is that gonna happen before it just stops yeah it, i think it is kind of like a one of those subgenres that might you know kind of go extinct in a way yeah and i think the only thing that might bring it back is kind of a real world like if we start exploring space a little bit more i know there's some certain billionaires who are out there who are like really mm-hmm. interested in that kind of thing maybe just like in the 50s or the 60s we'll as a society kind of transition into being interested in space exploration but as of right now, it seems like, yeah, movies like Annihilation or Under the Skin even to where it's like an alien movie, but it's mostly just people sitting in a car talking, you yeah. know, or ex machina to where it's like, yeah, it's sci-fi and kind of horror, but it's, you know, uh, vaguely so, you know, or it's not as expensive as something like this. I'd, I'd be curious to see where the genre is going to go. And I, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'm out here. I'm rooting for it. Yeah. So, so to close out um, life, I, I want to try something new um, okay. for episodes going forward. We, yeah, we're both letterbox shills. Okay. So, um, out of five, uh, out of five oxygen flares, um, what would you give this movie? Are we doing half stars too, or yeah. just full star? Yeah. yeah. I, I, on Letterboxd, I gave this uh, a three and a half out of five, which for me. Um, I instead of thinking about it as uh, numbers, I like to attribute a word to it. So for me, uh, three and a half out of five or a seven out of ten is good. Um, I think this is a, a good movie. I don't think it's a great horror movie. There's some things about it that you know don't strike me as being anything exemplary. But like you had said, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie to put on into. It's got some good thrills. The cast is good. It's got this neat kind of uh, perspective on it of being a little bit more realistic. So I, I think this is a, a, a good horror movie. Um, one that I would recommend to people, but I wouldn't say is outstanding or one of my favorite movies of the year. But what about you? Um, I would give it four out of five. Yeah. 
Um, three and a half is um, usually reserved for uh, my hot messes or messier movies. Okay, sure. And I wouldn't call this movie messy. And I think this movie um, goes above, you know, what is expected of it, what's um, asked of it. Like, it because of the effort that they're putting in yeah. to it, um, that it is like a more above average sure. um, movie. Again, it doesn't have anything that is like kind of blowing your mind yeah that would bump it up higher for me yeah um because you know yeah there's nothing i mean the ending is pretty damn good and that's also why i give it um a little bit more of an edge yeah um of you know again balancing it being this creature feature but also this uh space survival movie uh with smart people doing smart things and um Showing that, like, yeah, even if you are making the right decisions, like, all it takes is, like, how one mistake. And yeah. the, the you know, um, I because I, I get upset where in movies we, as humans, always, like, immediately treat, you know, aliens as hostile. Sure. I like that this movie doesn't take that approach. Like, you know, it is this, like, open-minded approach to, like, hey, we want to explore this. Like, we know what it could truly mean. Yeah. You know, so, like, we're not being, like, on edge. You yeah. know, like, kind of similar to, like, Arrival. Yeah. Um. So, I like that it is doing different things. Um. There's a lot of effort being put behind it. It has great performances all around. Mm-hmm. Production value. It's all there for me. Um. It just doesn't have, like, that little extra oomph to kind of really put it in but and again like i think calvin is just a phenomenal like monster creature yeah um everything about him um, yeah i love him i think if there is something that we could learn from this movie about life it's like you said you know you could be making all the right choices but all it takes is one wrong step and you know isn't that true to life ain't that true <laughs> So here on the Bloody Blunt Cinema Club, we like to do a little game here called Movie Math. It's pretty simple. You just take a couple of movies, add them together, and the end product is the movie that we talked about today. Um, We usually like to either keep it pretty complicated or pretty simple here. It looks like we both have it pretty simple Mm -hmm. here. Both just got a couple of movies that we think have different qualities or or flavors that are reminiscent of this movie. So I'll kick it over to you. What are the two movies that you are adding together to equal life? Yeah. So, I mean, I mentioned it and that's why I stopped talking about it so I could swap it out into movie math. Yeah. Um, So I have um, Underwater which again, I think does a really good job of, um, it's mainly, you know, for the, like when you look at the preview of that, you think it's more of a like underwater alien movie. Yeah. And that movie is, even though it has a very, you know, big giant reveal at the end, Mm -hmm. but it is mainly more them dealing with, um, the problems on the ship and trying to rescue people and like these kind of things. Like that's where most of the tension is coming from. Yeah. And then they have like little flashes of like some like monster stuff. One of my favorite parts about that movie, by the way, is like in, this movie the spaceship like slowly starts to deteriorate Mm -hmm. we're underwater from the get things are fucked like (laughs) yeah it immediately kicks off and you're like this is not good the entire station is completely destroyed so yeah i I think that that underwater is definitely a slept on movie and also not to spoil it but a very bleak ending as well oh yeah for sure very bleak ending for that one so stewart yeah links up links up with this and then yeah. my other one um i talked about in the awards um episode from two years ago mm-hmm. um it was a alien movie out of russia called sputnik mm-hmm. um have you seen that one i have not seen it but i've heard about it it's been on my list you for should a watch while. it it's yeah. really good um and i mainly compare it um just in kind of the aesthetic 
Um, it's very kind of slick. Um, it's very science based. Like yeah. they throw a lot of science talk at you. They don't try to like dumb it down. Sure. Um, but they do like take the time to like really flesh it out. Um, so it feels very scientific in that way, like very more on the sci part than the horror. Yeah, it's um, been, it's been on my list in a while, and it looks like uh, judging by the creatures in this movie, him and Cal could be like uh, distant man, cousins or something they, like that. Uh, in in my mind, yeah, they they are either homies or mortal enemies. But um, uh, in he doesn't get a name, so I just call him Sputnik. Yeah. Um, Sputnik is also all CGI. It's like not um, they don't do any practical stuff. Gotcha. I don't think. Um, but they do that for like very similar reasons because it moves in a very specific way. It takes yeah. on these different shapes and forms. Um, very adorable, actually. Yeah, I like to imagine that Sputnik and Cal, you know, used to be friends, but as they got older, <laughs> like Sputnik, or I'll say Cal maybe gets like a more attention from the ladies, and now Sputnik is like a little bit envious of them. Like whenever they go out, I mean, it's like you know, it's 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 game over. Nobody's I mean, talking to you. Calvin is definitely the alpha. Um, yeah. you know, he would still definitely whoop Sputnik's ass, but For Sputnik sure. is a little badass in his own right as well. Yeah. Um, highly recommend check out Sputnik has a great score to it as well. Yeah. Um, really good. Um, so I I highly recommend those two. I will be sure to continue to have that on my list it's been there for a while but i need to actually pull the trigger and watch that one but yes very excited to check that one out um the two movies that i added um i like that we both avoided putting alien in here because i think it's kind of a a, you know low-hanging fruit and Mm -hmm. like we talked about i don't think it's that much i almost put the thing too but i resisted i was like no i can come up with something a little bit a little bit so i picked uh two movies here uh the first one is gravity uh because that is another kind of like lost in space kind of energy to where it takes a more realistic approach on things and a lot of the solutions that our heroes try to take are more science-based and something like okay if you were actually in the situation what you know how would you combat that um so i picked both of those and they both take place actually in space not like the martian to where it's on you know quote unquote land um but i also picked panic room um because Mm -hmm. i think both movies do have this escalation to it to where they have outside forces who are actively trying to get them and they have to be creative about ways that they can escape or to get these people out or they themselves can escape. And so I think that with gravity, you have the, the the space angle, but I think panic room also has this bottleneck kind of containment to it, to where you have these outside forces trying to come get you uh, and you're trying to survive, but try to use, you know, some creative means uh, in order to survive. So yeah, that uh, those two movies there equal life. I panic room is like one of those ones. I know I've seen like pieces of it, yeah, but I don't think I've actually seen it in its entirety. I don't really remember anything except for Jared Leto has cornrows. I was in about it. to say, you got some Jared Leto cornrows and also Kristen Stewart as well. For, in, uh, in for case uh, the too, under, hey. underwater uh, connection there. And, and it, gravity like it as a movie, but I remember being very salty at gravity because it won like a shit ton of awards. And I was oh, like, yeah. okay. I was like, it's good. It's not that good. Okay. Yeah. Calm down. I missed the train. I didn't <laughs> see it in theaters. And I, I heard the IMAX 3d vibe was like really the way to go. And I, I ended up watching it like at home, renting it for my local family video. So kind of missed the train on the spectacle of it all. But um, yeah, I remember liking it. Not, not blowing yeah, me away. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get to see it in theaters either. So like, yeah, just kind of watching it. I was like, uh, this by itself is kind of like whatever. Yeah. So what we're both saying is fuck gravity. That's what we're saying yeah, Publi- publicly on this podcast. <laughs> fuck gravity. But uh, I'm, but not Sandy B. She's cool. No, she's, she can stay. She cool. 
Um, but yeah, so what are we talking about next week? Next week, we have another very exciting alien conversation, but in a very different direction tonally. Um, we are talking about the 2009 James Gunn movie Slither, uh, which uh, I know I had seen recently. You said you were both kind of excited to uh, revisit that one, but that will be next week. Uh, a 2006 movie Slither. <laughs> yeah, for uh, some reason I put 2009. It's 2006. Sorry, sorry, 2006 movie Slither. But yes, very excited to revisit that strange bizarre gross movie because uh wow is that that's a wild ride yeah i've been i've been wanting to revisit it after uh watching peacemaker because i was like james gunn has something about aliens yeah he... i haven't watched peacemaker yet so i might have to oh, check that out yeah it's it's, it's it's been on my uh, list i just finished ted lasso so you know taking it one show at a time i did not think i i did not think i was gonna like peacemaker and it's pretty good but um but yeah james gunn has a thing for aliens um amongst a lot of his work so intrigued to go back to where it yeah. all began excited to see his audition tape for guardians of the galaxy apparently <laughs> uh kind of yeah kind of a little bit yes um yeah so super excited for that um garrett where are you working on right now uh you can find me on uh youtube letterbox twitter at garrett mcdowell just published uh if you want some more thoughts on uh some uh some recent uh, alien or not recent alien movies uh movies directed by daniel espinoza directed uh, life but he also has a new movie coming out or that is out called <laughs> morbius uh reviewed that movie last night and went and saw that if you want to get some thoughts on that thing um <laughs> you can go to my youtube channel at garrett mcdowell um but yeah twitter letterbox always talking about movies at other places as well as my other podcast uh this coming villainy podcast which is a uh horror or not horror wow i'm, I'm at a loss for words <laughs> at a star wars podcast there so if you're interested in that uh, you can check us out there we'd love to have you I think it's because you haven't been in person in a little right. bit, and now you're getting that secondhand high that you get when we <laughs> record the episodes in person. That's what it is. It might be this coffee, too, just making me... Uh, my my uh, w- mouth is traveling faster than my brain. Maybe that's it. But yeah, what about you, buddy? Yeah, um, and yeah, please go um, follow Garrett and uh, go see Morbius, because I want Daniel Espinosa to still get to make movies. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't want this movie to like be a like critical fail, and then like him not get hired to make movies i think he's a good director and he deserves i I will say i have theories about some studio interference there and i do not want him to be the next josh trank because i think oh please yeah no he he can make some good stuff and i would hate for this movie to kind of taint his legacy in a way yeah no hopefully um hopefully someone like i don't know like specter vision like elijah woods people like see this like you know and like give him like a small budget to like do something weird i think he would really thrive on a a small budget i think he really would Yeah. yeah so yeah but anyways you can find me on twitter and instagram at underscore daddy disco um on a little hiatus from breaking waves at the moment we wrapped up season one of uh that's the other podcast i do where we interview um artists out here in los angeles and then as far as uh some other guest spots um um the uh one that me and garrett did is not up yet but um, we appeared on a podcast together that'll be going up soon. Um, I was on the pot and the pendulum for curse of Chucky mm-hmm. and I'll be talking, um, cult of Chucky as well over on pot and pendulum. And then, um, it just dropped today as, as of recording, I was on certified forgotten talking the monster project. So if you're a fan of, um, some wacky 
found footage um, monster shenanigans, you should give that movie a watch and then go take a listen to that podcast. I, I feel like that's such a niche flavor of movies that I'm like, I don't know. You were talking about like that blueberry habanero hot sauce that you have. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> found footage <laughs> monster movies. I'm like, I don't know. I, am I a fan? Oh, it's exciting. The, the movie is a guy making a documentary where he's interviewing people that claim to be a mo- monsters. So there's a vampire Okay. A uh, possessed Japanese girl, <laughs> kind of, kind of the ring style, a little, bit. Yeah. A little um, and a skinwalker. What is a skinwalker? Uh, a Native American werewolf. Oh, well, they're Native cool. American shapeshifters, but typically they are like kind of werewolf esque. Cool, that sounds fun. One of the coolest uh, werewolves I've seen in a movie, and like the movie is made on like a three hundred thousand dollar budget. Oh, wow. so good for them. Worth, uh, worth checking out. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. But that'll go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Blade Blunt Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so make sure you're subscribed and not miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bloody Blunt's Pod. Until next time, guys, stay lifted. <laughs>